Greetings and welcome to Gab and Grow, a podcast which we ardently hope is on your listening list because it's full of really important information that can help you become a more successful WCSU student. You know me, I'm your host, Mary Beth Griffin, and today we're joined by one of our campus administrators, the Dean of Students, Dr. Walter Kramer. Welcome back to the show, Walt. Oh, it's good to be here. <laughs> Great <Mary> rejoicing. <laughs> the crowd goes wild. <laughs> the crowds go wild. <laughs> oh, goodness. So you've been here with us before. Um, we, I think the first time you were here, we were talking about just becoming a college student. Um, and then we talked about the day of service back in September. And, um, you know, now I think I want to switch to something which is probably going to be a little more uncomfortable for you because we want to talk about you. So, <laughs> um, we, we've taken some time over the last few weeks to talk with all of the academic deans and what that's like and what that's all about and what that kind of world looks like. Um, they tend to serve a very specific population of students, however, and as dean of students, you're kind of overseeing all of the students here at Western, and it's a bit broader focus and less concentrated somewhat, I guess, on academic world. So before we get into any of that, because I'm going to ask you to talk about that, um, why don't we start off by having you tell us just about you, where you're from, where you were before, how long you've been here, blah, blah, blah. Well, that could take... No, we've only got 20 minutes. Two minutes. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm from Pennsylvania originally, and um, uh, went to school in uh, University of Pittsburgh, and uh, with the idea of becoming a, uh, a teacher, wasn't exactly sure what. Um, and as I uh, went through the years there, I, I landed on music. Um, mm -hmm. it, it was what I felt I did, you know, more com most comfortably, mm -hmm. comfortably than anything. And um, I enjoyed it, even though I wasn't a major. I was I was doing it um, in various activities. Um, and so uh, when I graduated from Pitt, I had an opportunity to go to Indiana University School of mm -hmm. Music, and they had this living learning center called the MRC LLC. <laughs> uh, and if anybody looks up Indiana, yeah. it's now called Collins Living Learning Center. It's actually one of the more successful living learning center pro programs in the country. Um, and so I, I got my first taste of what it was like to be in student affairs. And, and this mm -hmm. happened to be in a quasi-housing slash academic uh, program. Um, and I loved it. And um, so I stayed a third year, took some student affairs courses um, uh, at, at Indiana mm -hmm. Ed Education School. And... Um, when I went, when I graduated, I had a couple options, and I, one of them was to go to Atlanta to a conference. And uh, I think, like many people, at least many people that I know, uh, suddenly I was accepting a job in an area that wasn't my major in yeah. college <laughs> or graduate school. And voila, I was uh, I was hired by Georgetown University in the Division of Student Affairs, and. Um, a few years later, I ended up at Western Connecticut State University um, after having, um, you know, had an opportunity to hold different jobs yeah. around the country. I was in England. That was a tough assignment, but somebody had to do it as dean of students at yeah, a small college. it's really rough, huh? It was. It was just, just miserable. Uh, anyhow, um, so, um, yeah, that's really what kind of got it started. It was you know, almost, if you will, uh, serendipitous in how, how this thing uh, evolved. And um, um, 
you know, I, I've enjoyed it. It was actually housing yeah. uh, where I started uh, at Georgetown, and, and one thing led to another. And uh, um, then I was uh, uh, dean of students at, at Western Connecticut State University. So uh, that, I hope that was under three minutes. Yeah. I was going to say, we've, we've got plenty of time. So. <laughs> um, so let's switch from, you know, just you and talk about that that dean of students position. So what is it and what separates it from an academic dean? Well, uh, I think for the most part, the, the dean of students, when, you, when one thinks of a dean of students um, who's not the chief student affairs officer, right. some schools, smaller schools, yeah. it would be the chief student affairs officer, uh, you tend to think about somebody who's the, a student advocate and who's mm -hmm. available to, you know, be be the, the, the person who, to whom the students can go for help, the person who reaches out when, when he sees uh, issues that are evolving or developing on campus. And, um, and here in particular, it's not true everywhere, but here, um, one of the things that I like the best about this campus and what attracted me to it was that there is a, a good working relationship uh, between student affairs and academic mm -hmm. affairs. And, and so uh, for many years, I have sat on the, uh, the, dean's, um, the dean's council, which is really the provost and the uh, four academic deans, maybe one or two other people. Which which was really a, a a great help for me, even though I taught full time for mm -hmm. a number of years and and know that side of the right. the house, so to speak. I had never been an academic administrator, mm -hmm. and uh, so it was a, it was a great help for me to see that and see yeah. what the issues were, and how the things that um, the students are facing uh, in the classroom and with their academic mm -hmm. evolution, if you will, um, interfaced with what we're doing in student yeah. affairs and. And so that was that was that's been really helpful here, um, in the context of this particular job. In addition to being that student advocate, um, I, I have some specific um, reports in terms of uh, various offices, and that's changed from year to year. Uh, so right now, counseling, um, health services, uh, judicial affairs, accessibility services, uh, choices. Um, the Women's Center uh, mm -hmm. report to me, yeah. and, and then in addition, I'm, I'm also responsible for chairing our um, our uh, research um, assessment plan and um, something you mentioned before, our community service program. So, so that's mm -hmm. what this particular dean of students is doing. <laughs> that keeps you a little busy. It, <laughs> it does, yeah. You know, I think a lot of times people don't really have a good working knowledge of what student affairs means. Um, and so I'm wondering, you know, if you could talk a little bit about just what it is at a university and what kind of role it serves. Sure. Well, you know, in, if you go way back to the early uh, years of the university, go back to uh, Italy or France and, and um, uh, you know, the students lived in town and studied with a faculty or a couple faculty, and um, the students and the faculty managed it all. And uh, uh, times changed, and mm -hmm. uh, particularly in the United States, is I mean, I know you know this, but yeah. <laughs> um, in the United States in the in the fifties and sixties, um, you know, things became a little bit more complicated mm -hmm. and more issues and. So colleges and universities started adding services like counseling centers and, mm -hmm. 
and um, uh, health services and writing centers on the academic side of the house to, to support students. Um, and, and those uh, on many campuses uh, all yeah. fall under student affairs. Um, the other kinds of things, uh, housing, uh, which is a huge operation on many campuses, yeah. um, you know, uh, evolved. And um, uh, it's a whole, a whole range of services, um, even intercollegiate athletics. You know, it was just a bunch mm-hmm. of, uh, in those days, it was just guys, you know, uh, you know picking up a, a game of football, Yale against Tarver, you know, whatever. <laughs> and uh, they just, you know, played. And as the more and more of those things became part of college life, mm-hmm. um, more organization that was um, made around them. And suddenly... Certainly by the mid to late 60s, student affairs became a, a major part of, of the university and, and was really seen as, a, as an integral part of, of, of a student's uh, experience and maturation. Um, you know, and, and of course, in those days, there was a lot of what we call in local parentis, mm-hmm. as you know, yeah. um, where, where we were the surrogate parents. And we've moved away from that. Um, and also, uh, you know, in the last 30 years, probably, um, the real sense of how opportunities that happen outside the classroom are very significant in students' maturation and things like, uh, you know, leadership skills, development, mm-hmm. RAs and ARMS and residence halls or, um, you know, student organizations, um, student government, of course, um, other kinds of leadership opportunities that that the students have across campus are, are key in in getting positions when when they get out of here. Of course, career success centers, mm-hmm. um, opportunities for students to get internships and and apply what they're learning in the classroom in a in a an actual business type setting. So all of those kinds of things that have really uh, taken the education to the next level and uh, given the students the opportunity to apply what they're learning to real-life settings, and then, you know, build a resume, if you will, um, to move forward. And that typically falls under student affairs. And um, I could go on and on about that, but I know we're limited. Uh, <laughs> well, I, yeah, I think the thing is there was, a, there was a realization that there was a lot of college time that's not spent in the classroom. Yes. And hmm. so, you know, how do you make that the most valuable for the student that it can be? You know, I can remember being involved in in organizations when I was in college and one of the things was you were you were putting to use the things that you were learning in your classrooms in a real manner right then so you were learning contract negotiations and you know filling out appropriate paperwork and and following those kinds of instructions and making plans and learning leadership skills and things and that was all due to what you were getting under the umbrella of student affairs in that world outside of the classroom, I yeah, think. Yeah, Well, and the other piece of it, you know, it's interesting. We don't talk about it that much, but it also it's a time to, to try things, to mm-hmm. try new things, and not be afraid of failure, and, and failure in a positive way, not, right. a, not the negative. And, and better you do that here with uh, the leadership of, you know, like in your own division, mm-hmm. uh, the— um, the, the directors, uh, the RDs and uh, RAs in, in housing, or, or if you get into student organizations, uh, the, the faculty, the faculty advisors who can guide you and, and to understand that, mm-hmm. yeah, you should try something that maybe you didn't do before, and if you 
don't do it 100%, that's fine yeah. too. But better to do it here than, you know, out in the real world. Right. Uh, so, so that's, a, I think, a real big part of college that we don't talk about a lot. Yeah. You know. it's, it's that ability to try those things and have a good safety net under you. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or even, even with the internships, I know one of the things that, that we're trying more and more is to get students the practical experience mm-hmm. at a younger age so that yep. they don't get to be a senior in college and suddenly realize they don't want to be an accountant right. or a teacher or, yeah. a, you know, whatever. Um, and I, so I think, you know, that's a, that's a great way in which student affairs and academic affairs work together mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. So what would you say it, is your most important role as a dean? <laughs> in 10 words or less yes 10 words or yes well i think i think uh, one of the most important things um i do is work with with faculty to um you know try to find ways in which we can help students who are struggling mm-hmm. um and not that students didn't used to struggle yeah. i think students today um you know, when I was in college um, in the dark ages, you know, the biggest issue I think I had was that my Volkswagen didn't start every day <laughs> when I was trying to drive in from my apartment. And, um, you know, nowadays uh, there's so many layers now what, mm-hmm. what students are seeing, um, you know, with the finances, with being the first generation and, and not necessarily having a lot of background of, yeah. of what to expect when they get here. Uh, the job market, um, all the things that are going on in the world that impact us locally. Yep. So I think that's one of the biggest things and how that impacts, the, you know, the, the student in the classroom. And, and so for me, that's one of the most important yep. things um, uh, that I do is, is working with the faculty. And, and as you know, we're trying to mm-hmm. create some opportunities for um, um for faculty to learn more about what the students are seeing. I mean, even even the whole issue of, of, of just general health and wellness now. Mm-hmm. And how do you deal with that if a student is out because they're, you know, they've broken a leg or they have mono? And how do you help balance right. whether they can make it through that class or not? So Yeah. And, you know, one of the one of the nicer things now that's available that wasn't when we were in school probably is is the ability to be able to make up a lot of that work using online resources and things yeah. too. So, you know, it's uh, it's just remembering that that's available to yeah. students too. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, when do, when do you find that students find that they need or want to talk to you? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I think that happens two ways. One, um, a great deal of of the students that end up coming to me, I've gotten to know in some way, shape, or form, either by being actively involved in you know various things around around campus, um, or a faculty referral, faculty mm-hmm. staff referral. Um, I don't think there's any one way. Yeah. Um, it it it. Um, I try as hard as I can to get out and be just at things, yeah. whether it's theater or music or games um in the residence halls mm-hmm. um just so you know what students won't necessarily remember oh that's kramer yeah but they might remember that oh yeah i met somebody who's mm-hmm. who said and um i think that's one of the most valuable things that we do um with orientation since i'm involved in orientation that yeah. i think that's another uh way that it you know um i've made that connection yeah so, well absolutely that's one of the first ways that 
people really get to know a lot of folks on campus is because they're here meeting them right. during orientation. Right. So yeah. it's a great way to kind of get introduced. Um, if you were, you know, thinking about things that you, you know, want every student to kind of know and understand about Western, what would some of those things be? Well, I think <laughs> the one that just jumps out at me, mostly because I was just looking at it before I came over here, is that there's so much uh, that's offered here at at, uh, at at this campus. Well, our campuses, mm -hmm. if you will. And um, I, I, I still hear a lot of students say there's nothing to do at, <laughs> at Western or Westcott or whatever. Um, and, and it's just not true, whether it's, you know, uh, in, the, in the classroom and the opportunities to study interdisciplinary kinds of things, um, whether to explore majors. There's a lot of support here. Um, and uh, the planning of getting out, again, mm -hmm. going back to the Career Success Center or just, you know, just broadening yourself as, as a human being, uh, going to... Um, a concert, um, going to the opera. If you've never been to, to the opera, I, when I'm teaching um, um, COM 162, which is interpersonal, I always try to encourage the students to try something they think yep. they're going to hate. And um, I'm, I'm happy if they prove me wrong, yep. um, but I'm more happy when I'm proven right that, yeah. okay, fine, you, you know, you might not go to another opera, but you didn't you didn't suffer any lasting yeah. consequences from that. <laughs> but I think that this is a great time to do that, you know, to if you've never been to a lacrosse game, go to a lacrosse mm -hmm. game. It's a cool sport. Um, and so to me, that's one of the most important things is, is to take advantage of everything that, that the school has. Um, to offer and and a, a parallel to that is is Danbury. I, I just find mm -hmm. um, it amazing to me. Even even our students who live in Danbury don't know Danbury, so they don't yeah. know about the historic places that mm -hmm. you know. And Alfred Hitch. Well, actually, I think there were a couple Alfred Hitchcock films um, that that were filmed in this area, but there was one specifically at the train station. Yep. Um, you know that I didn't know that until just a couple of years ago. But the, yeah, know. oh, it's yeah. it's it's so cool. I mean, how many of our students have even been in the old train station? Mm -hmm. It's a wonderful old space, and um, or you know the the music and and the theater downtown. I mean, the palace doesn't do a lot that is necessarily of interest. But you know, to go to the Rocky Horror Picture Show, it's right mm -hmm. down the street. It's a great old theater. You know, so there are all kinds of things related to that. A lot of the historical sites around Danbury related to uh, the Revolutionary War, for sure. Mm -hmm. um, so just I think that's one of the pieces that I, I still struggle with trying to get the students out or, you know, even something as, as um, seemingly unrelated as, you know, going to uh, Empire of the Incas to have a Peruvian meal or maybe yeah. watch um, international football a.k.a. soccer, mm -hmm. uh, or down to one of the many Brazilian restaurants, yeah. you know, just to get a, a different slice of, of the various cultures. I think it's 52 languages spoken in the public school. Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's such a rich area. Uh, you know, we're, we're so fortunate. And and we have a, a large uh, non-white population mm -hmm. on campus. I think it's up to 31% now. So. Mm -hmm. The richness of, of of opportunities to explore things that you might not normally uh, be familiar with coming to campus, um, I, I just quite frankly boundless. Uh, yeah. What's available? 
Well, and there's so much that's going on. And, and I think over the last few years, anyways, we've done such a, a much better job of getting the information out about what's going on on campus with the WOW and, and you know, some of the, the new ways that we've got of telling people what's out there because, you know, there's fabulous stuff going on. And not all of it is something that's, you know, going to take lots of your time. But, man, interesting stuff that's happening and like you said, that taking that one step out of your comfort zone, it may not be something that you, you know, fall in love with or ever want to go back again, or it could be something that really alters, you know, the course of, of your life and what you're doing because you find something that's so fascinating and so interesting to do. So, oh, absolutely. Yeah. 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 Well, it, it, we'll keep working on it. But, it, it, <laughs> yeah, it, it, I think um, – I don't know who it was. It was Dr. Schmano, I think, said, you know, uh, we're in a real little gem of a of a city here yeah. in Danbury, and we just got to let everybody know. And it's true. It's same as same with Western. I, I know when I go other places, people say, oh, oh, yeah, I've heard of you. And then I'll yeah. talk about the nursing department, which mm-hmm. is one, number one in the state of the music department, which is, you know, I think has the most music teachers in the public school systems. Yeah. And on and on and on about the quality programs here. And so I think it's, you know, it is, it's a great little place um, Mm -hmm. to get an education. And two of my kids did and loved it and have gone on to do some really fun things. Uh, Well, that's, I shouldn't say just fun things, good (laughs) things. But really good and great things things too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, um, I know we're starting to run out of time. So I know earlier this year we talked about some simple things that students could do to, you know, kind of become familiar and and become a part of the community. And, you know, now if we're talking to those students again, we're we're kind of a year into things, almost a whole year into it. Some of them may have taken that advice, but some may still be, you know, kind of on that cusp of, of really kind of settling in and making it their own. So, you know, do you have advice for those students? And do you think it's ever too late to start to get involved in things? Oh, goodness, no. Um, I, I think you know, certainly um, you can go through here, just do your classes and get out. And, and some students, I think, probably have to do that because mm-hmm. they're, they're working 20, 30 yeah. or more hours a week. And, um, but even for those students, I, I think to take a look at what's available on campus and see if that might be something that you could, uh, it, particularly if it relates to what you want to do, um, you know, get take the chance, get involved. Um, but even if, you, if you're not 100% sure of what you want to do, use the opportunities to kind of explore. Yeah. And um, no, it's never, it's never too late. It, it's, whether it's, you know, joining an organization or, um, you know, if you're a a junior living off campus and, you know, you've not had that experience to live on, get, come back to campus mm-hmm. and get that. It's definitely a different experience. Yeah. Um, it's not that you can't be involved as a, as a commuter, but it's, it's definitely a challenge. Yeah. Um, uh, but also, uh, you know, I think um, one of the most important things, if, if you haven't done it, is get to the Career Success Center. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't care if you're going to grad school or if you're, if you're going to go out into the, in, into the, the world of work. Um, having the support of career success, I think, is just critical. Even mm-hmm. even something as simple as writing a resume, I, I, I've seen a lot of them, and it, <laughs> it is a little little staggering sometimes <laughs> what people miss. Um, 
but also you know getting getting connected to um, a faculty member mm-hmm. um, again if you, if you're going out in the world of work or grad school to have somebody that get, you knows you beyond just a number in a class right. and most of our faculty do but to you know to go to office hours to mm-hmm. stop by you know the offices the various offices on campus student affairs office and get to know people um, and and ask about you know, what are the kinds of things that would be helpful for me as I go out into the to the world? Um, I think there's a, there's a great opportunity uh, for a student to pick up a lot of information, a lot of support, even in the junior and senior year. Yeah, I you know I think that's one of the things that I've always appreciated about being here at Western, and one of the the things that I think a school this size really can give you is you know. You have those opportunities to to get to know lots of people. You know, the fact that we're here talking to you and telling students, you know, you can you can stop in and see Dr. Kramer, you know, at a at a school like UConn, yeah, you could probably still stop in and see your dean of students there, but it's less likely, you know, at yeah. UConn or Ohio State or something where there are literally, you know, thousands upon thousands of people. And at a school this size, you have that ability to get to know and see some of your professors, certainly. Um, our professors are very approachable, um, you know, so. Yeah, um, absolutely. Is there anything as we, you know, get ready to kind of close this up, anything that that you really want students to know about the dean of students office, about student affairs, about, you know, their outside the classroom life at all? Yeah. Well, I think the 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 most important thing is is for students to know that if if they need help in any way shape or form i mean um whether it's just a question about you know where should i go for this kind of information or or if it's something more you know more substantial like i you know i'm i'm not feeling well or i'm i'm just i'm frustrated i don't know where i'm going uh my office is always there and um, I know the VP, uh, Dr. Betts, is very open to students, and, and probably two of the most important people on the campus are uh, Berta mm-hmm. and Ginny, uh, yep. Berta Fitzner and uh, Ginny Diaz, who are the admin assistants to the, the VP and myself, um, are really, really helpful to students. And very often they'll come in and want to see me, and they'll see either Ginny or Berta, and they've, uh, they've, they can fix a lot of the problems, you know, direct to students. Mm-hmm. So don't nothing is too unimportant to mm-hmm. to to ask a question about i mean it really um if if nothing else for students to know that that they can come and ask a question and we'll we'll try to help them we won't have all the answers yep. but we'll find out you, yeah, you can help them find them too yes. so yeah. um and your offices are on the third floor of old main yes indeed so. 306 and 308 Woo-hoo-hoo. All right. Well, I think that's going to be it for Gab and Grow for today. So thank you, Dr. Kramer, for being here with us and explaining what the Dean of Students is. Um, If you're a listener and this brought any questions to your mind that we didn't talk about, you know the drill. You can contact me at griffinm at wcsu.edu, and I'll get back to you with an answer. Um, In the meantime, feel free to take a listen to any of our Gab and Grow programs. I think we're up to more than 60 episodes now. So we're easy to find on your favorite podcast places, iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud. Um, just take a listen. We've got a lot of really good information out there for you. So thanks for listening and bye-bye.